I'm Kate Daniels. Quality brain health. That's our focus, and I feel that we have a great expert to impart important information on this subject, and she is Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. Dr. Kristen Willemeyer, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Oh, good morning. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here talking with you today. I guess maybe we can clarify that because we've had a little chat before this, so we're <laughs> we're quite interested in speaking with each other. You're the one, though, with so much information, critical information, I feel, that we want to share with our listeners because something that came out of our pre-conversation was the fact that we have so much choice and control in our lives. We just need to know that so that we can just move forward on the knowledge that we are going to, you're going to impart with us this morning. Have I captured that right, Dr. Willemeyer? I think you've captured that beautifully. As, as we were sharing, I don't think people are truly aware of how much control they have over their brain and their life and that there are so many things that we can do um, through our diet and our lifestyle and our habits that can help us live a long, healthy life all the way up into our, our 90s, we were talking about with your mom. And that's the thing. We perhaps don't think about that longevity. But if we do, to know that we have that control and to make those critical changes now because they are going to have an impact and to really believe that can be part of our life. Because you were saying that one in three children born now will live to be a centenarian. That's correct. So the current statistics show we're living on average 79 years, and that's extraordinary, right, with the advances that we have in medical care and and the nutrients that we have available. I mean, we're just living longer lifespans, and to think that our children had the opportunity to live to 100 means we need to help teach them how to take care of their brains early. It's something that people don't realize because I know a lot of people get concerned with degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, which tend to affect people at 65 years of age and older, um, that those kind of degenerative diseases happen in our brain 20 years before we have a symptom. So I'm really... of the thought that we need to teach people how to take care of their brains early, right, in their 20s and 30s, so that we can live these long, healthy lives without having to be concerned about the degenerative processes or even the the normal aging process, which starts at age 30. I mean, we do start to lose neurons over time. So that's why it's so much fun to be able to talk to you and teach people these things. And uh, the way that we can really get a sense of it, the work that you're so involved in, is these uh, brain mappings, which maybe mm-hmm. we've heard a bit about because actually Dr. Amen, uh, the clinic where you have worked for quite some time, not now, but you have been involved in research there. He's been a guest here. So we've touched on that, and certainly his name is familiar. Now we are meeting you and finding out more about uh, the science that is used there. So you're specializing in brain mapping. 
That's correct. So when I was at the Amen Clinics, I was the director of their clinical neuroimaging program. And I was also the director of nutrition and nutraceuticals. So um, two of my passions, the, the nutrition and nutraceuticals was fun because we were able to demonstrate that taking nutrient-based therapies can make tangible changes in brain function. Um, being the director of research for the Amen Clinics, I'm using neuroimaging, and he focuses on SPECT imaging, which is a nuclear imaging study, which allows us to measure blood flow and activity patterns in the brain. And what was really fascinating, I would say one of the uh, most interesting things that I gleaned from working there, when we think about degenerative disorders or changes in the brain, these functional imaging scans allow us to see changes in blood flow in the brain um, before people have symptoms. So say, for example, um, you're concerned about having Alzheimer's disease and somebody in your family has it and we scan your brain, if we start to see perfusion deficits in a region of the brain um, that tends to be implicated in Alzheimer's, and one of those regions is called the parietal lobes, which is in the back part of your brain, we might recommend that you get serious about changing your dietary and lifestyle habits so we can increase blood flow to those regions of the brain and help to stave off um, any potential for degenerative disease. So that's where I've really enjoyed utilizing brain imaging to help better understand diseases of the brain and psychiatric disorders. That, there's just so much that's so fascinating and really exciting about this. You know, to think, as you said, in this particular story about being able to map the brain, see that image, and change it with nutrition when we, well, how specific is that? What kinds of foods? Can you tell us in that way what we'd be looking at? Sure. Well, let me give you a tangible example um, because it's always helpful for people to understand. We, together with Dr. Amen, you know, we had the really extraordinary opportunity to do this brain imaging study on professional football players. So what we did was we looked at a hundred professional players and we mapped their brain. And as many of you know, we saw extraordinary perfusion deficits throughout the brain. And that was quite frightening to the players who were coming for an evaluation. So in good conscience, here we are, we're a psychiatric clinic, we work on helping people, and we couldn't just map their brain, see these changes, and the changes in cognitive function, as well as um, some of them had mood issues. We wanted to treat them. So we said, let's do a study where we do very simple dietary and lifestyle interventions to see if we can make a difference on functional neuroimaging, as well as in their mood and memory. So what we did was we put them on uh, a brain-directed multivitamin. We put them on uh, a therapeutic dose of omega-3 fatty acids. So the omega-3s have been shown to help um, support brain function and increase brain volume. And then a brain support formula, which was loaded with antioxidants and things to help um, manage neurotransmitter levels and boost acetylcholine in the brain. So just doing these 
simple nutrient therapies combined with a diet program. So I actually ran an NFL weight loss group because many of these players were overweight or obese and having too much weight on your body is inflammatory. So we really wanted to help get them lean. And that's where I started using very simple dietary strategies um, with these players. And so when we think about nutrients to help support brain function, you want to be eating live, high enzyme content foods that are that are preferably raw and uncooked and rich in antioxidants. So you know, you think of dark green leafy vegetables like kale, broccoli, and spinach. You think about um, eating whole grains that have their nutrients like oats and quinoa. Um, so, so these are the kind of things that you can do to help support your brain function. Clean foods, good quality water, um, nutrient-dense foods, and then supplementation. It's that, and can I tell you, it's that simple. Because when we had our players return six months later, we showed improvements in blood flow to the brain and their frontal lobes, which was beautiful. They had improvements in their mood and their memory. I remember Dr. Amon and I were so excited because this was tangible evidence using neuroimaging that these very simple lifestyle approaches could help to restore brain function. So if we take that from athletes and just apply that to a normal population, we did a, a second study where we just looked at healthy individuals who had no psychiatric history, who had um, no history of traumatic brain injury, and we put them on a simple uh, supplement program for a three-month period of time, and we showed that we could help improve um, perfusion to the hippocampus, which is the area of the brain associated with learning and memory. So these are the kind of things when you start to see it in this clinical setting, you see the patients get better and then you get the objective evidence with neuroimaging. This is the kind of information that I really want people to understand. Taking the supplements and changing your diet can have extraordinarily profound impacts on um, improving your quality of life for decades to come. It, this is beyond exciting. <laughs> See, Sorry, I went off. I probably am talking too much. I no, have you. no, it because you explain it in such a clear and really a concise way. And using that example, we think of the football players. We've certainly mm -hmm. heard so much about them. Uh, I think of that r relatively new movie with Will Smith, Concussion. We see what's gone on with them. But when they retire, if they continue eating at the rates and, you know, do what they've done, but they don't have the same level of activity, we, we put ourselves in that place that uh, we we know our society suffers from obesity issues. Apply this. It's so simple. And you made it so clear, Dr. Willemeyer. Well, thank you. We actually did a study looking at the impact of obesity on brain function. So we just took healthy people who were normal weight and compared them to healthy people who were overweight. And we saw that there were changes in the prefrontal cortex, which is 
that's the brain region. We like to call it the CEO of the brain. So it's involved in higher level thinking and decision making and impulse control. So we found that those who are overweight had decreased perfusion in the frontal lobe. So it's as simple as understanding that that fact is a reality. Well, that's a motivation to help people to want to lose weight and to get leaner. And by losing weight, you reduce inflammation in the body. And inflammation actually is the trigger for most diseases in the body. So again, it's these very simple lifestyle changes that people can do over the course of the year that can add decades of good quality life to your life. And certainly with longevity, if we are going to be living to reach 100, we want to have that be quality life. We don't want to be really groaning about aches and pains. Well, there might be an ache or so, but to do things proactively. And here we see a way where we have this actual control in our hands is setting that attitude in our minds. It's true. And I love that you brought up the fact of being proactive. So I can appreciate as we get older, I mean, I'm 45, I'm getting older. (laughs) You know, we have the aches and pains that might come with, you know, our daily life. So being proactive and finding ways to address it. So those aches and pains can be addressed, again, through nutrient supplementation, through going to work with a chiropractor or acupuncturist or massage. We have all of these incredible tools at our disposal to really help our brain and our body function more efficiently. So I like, you know, how you brought that up. And being proactive about your brain health is so important. You can even start to do that. You know, each year we recommend that you go to your doctor and get a physical. Well, when you're at your doctor, have some basic labs done, right? Test your omega-3 fatty acid levels. Test your vitamin D levels. Find out what your blood glucose levels are, you know, to help prevent becoming pre-diabetic or diabetic test your cholesterol levels. So again, very simple steps that you can do on an annual basis and get your brain checked. You know, so you can go to the clinic, you can go somewhere like the Amen Clinics and get a full spectrum of tests done. Or you can start simply by going and doing some brain training games and testing to see how effective your memory is at this stage in life. I mean, there's a lot of places that you can go to to get that baseline testing done. And then we always had this thing at the clinic, you can't change what you do not measure. So maybe this year, you know, as we're rolling into 2018, you know, make it a year to get some assessments done and just see where your baseline is. Exactly. That is so perfect. Uh, We can think of it as really giving ourselves the best gift possible. It, oh, the gift of brain health. And, and, uh, and to your listening audience, I mean, I've been in neuroscience for 20 years. So my focus is the brain. But I continue to learn. And the more I realize how extraordinary our brain is and the ability for it to restore and regenerate is so exciting. So I would want to say, don't be afraid to take that step and take a look at your brain. Um, take a deeper dive. I mean, there's non-invasive ways to look at it. There's a technology called Q 
EEG, quantitative EEG, where we can measure, uh, we put leads along the scalp and we're able to measure the electrical activity of the brain and then compare it to a normative database. So somebody your age and gender and just see, is your brain functioning normally or are there areas that we might want to help support? Um, and then there's a therapy called neurofeedback, um, which is very inexpensive, easily done. And you can help use that therapy to get your brain back in balance. So that's just one way you can look at your brain. For example, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or ADD, that's a great first step that's very easy to do and, again, non-invasive. There's such a wealth of information that you are imparting to us this morning, (laughs) Dr. Willemeyer. I'm so grateful. I don't know if we can really even grasp how critically important this is to our long-term good life. So I think to really be able to maybe take it in measured pieces and really continue to learn more, let's mention your website so people can follow you and learn as you are doing further research and sharing it with us from your website. Oh, that's so very kind of you. Well, my name is Dr. Kristen Willemeyer, and my website is drwillemeyer.com. And I'll spell that. It's D-R-W-I-L-L-E-U-M-I-E-R.com. And and if I may add, for those people who are really um, concerned about their brain health and want to start doing things proactively, um, I work with a company now called Black Brain Health, which was started by Dr. Keith Black, uh, preeminent neurosurgeon over at Cedar sinai Medical Center. And we've just, we're creating um, brain health educational materials and creating nutrients to support brain function. So we've just launched a new product called Cogevity. And Cogevity is, consists of six ingredients with extraordinary scientific evidence that supports brain health that's also safe for you. So the Cogevity contains omega-3 fatty acids, which we've talked about help support brain health, um, and vitamin D. So many people, if you do testing, most people have suboptimal levels of vitamin D, and that's very important for your immune system and your brain health. So we've got the omega-3s, the vitamin D, curcumin. So you might be familiar with curcumin, which is um, the spice, from turmeric, so it's the root of the turmeric plant, which has great evidence to help support reducing inflammation in the body. And as we talked about, if you have excess weight on your body, you have inflammation. So you've got curcumin and then antioxidants like green tea and fisetin. So for anybody who really wants to start to get a handle on what can I do today to support brain function, um, I'd also recommend that you look into Cogevity. And that we can learn more about from your website, correct? Through the website, I've got a link to Cogevity, and we also have a separate website, um, Cogevity.com. So think of it as cognition plus longevity. So. <laughs> C-O-G-G-E-V-I-T-Y dot com. 
just amazing. Such a wealth of information beyond what I really anticipated we might be (laughs) able to delve into this morning. But really, we're covering so much incredible territory. So much to say that when this first came to me, the opportunity to have a conversation with you, Dr. Uh, Will Meyer, it was about um, babies, about pregnant women, and how yeah. and and brain health. Obviously, that that's the running theme through it. So it is really interesting because of uh, what happens with during pregnancy with the fetus and whether that infant will be born with any of the um, mental issues that the mother has. Can you touch on that for us? I can. So that's a really interesting question because we know some uh, mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, ADD, bipolar disease um, can be heritable. So it is possible that if one parent has that particular disorder, it can be passed down to a child. So interestingly, in working with the aiming clinics, we utilize our neuroimaging technology, whether it's non-invasive neuroimaging, like a QEEG, or uh, utilizing SPECT imaging to actually assess, do we see what we would call a neurobiological pattern? that is consistent with one of those mental health issues. And then we can utilize that neuroimaging to then tailor nutraceutical treatment. So we like to start naturally before using medication. So um, in getting to your question, you know, moms being concerned about the mental health of their children, you can start early to actually begin to investigate these things using, again, very non-invasive imaging techniques, and then starting using diet and lifestyle therapies. I mean, we when we work with kids who have ADD that are very young, um, we do very simple strategies, and they tend to be very effective. So that, again, is such a, an important realization that we can be proactive. We can get this information because if we see that It's a predisposition, I would say. Is that correct? It it is. So what was really interesting is we would work with um, parents who had ADD. Many times they might even go undiagnosed, but they'd come into our clinic, um, you know, having issues that are consistent with that, right? Um, Not being able to get their work done, not being able to get up on time, um, just being disorganized. So we would treat the parent. And then we would ask if they have children and if any of their children have ADD. And many times, because they didn't even know they had it, when the children were tested, we found that they also had symptoms. And we were able to intervene at a time where, again, the treatments are to help improve the quality of life. You know, when we see something like ADD in a child, it might be impacting their grades and their performance in school, and again, their ability to get things done. It could impact their ability to even get up in the morning to go to school. So again, it's just getting a good understanding of the brain function and the behaviors that the child or the individual is displaying, and how can we help improve their function and improve their quality of life. So we see how important it is to really 
understand this? It just depends on how much it's intervening in your life. I think when we look at anything, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADD, it's what is your quality of life today and how are these disorders impacting your ability to live a fulfilling life? And then what we do is we do these very targeted therapies that are based on how your brain is functioning because there's different types of ADD. You know, you have what's called inattentive ADD, which we tend to see more in girls. We have hyperactive ADD, which we tend to see more in boys. And then there's a combination of both. So those, there are different treatments for those. And if I look at anxiety, there's something called general anxiety disorder, but you also have post-traumatic stress disorder, which we see in, you know, our military and, and servicemen and women, or say, for example, people have been through uh, a natural disaster, like the hurricanes in um, Puerto Rico or Texas. So that's a different type of anxiety that we would treat differently. And then there's bipolar disorder, which can be a combination of a depression and you can have a little anxiety. So as you see, when you're looking at mental health issues, the brain is so complex. Uh, we really want to sort of get a better understanding of what that individual's brain looks like. And then we can do very simple treatments, whether they're diet and lifestyle changes. You can get a little bit more um, invasive if you're going to do neurofeedback, or you can then go to medications if need be. But, you know, our goal is always what can we do naturally to help support your brain to function optimally, no matter what you might be dealing with. Again, such a wealth of information. And there, there is this coming back to what we do nutritionally, really to feed our body, which is feeding our brain. That, that engine needs to have good nutrition. Can I ask you to, to then just touch on something in, uh, that is so prevalent in our world, that's sugar, and how it affects us? So sugar, excess sugar in the body can be inflammatory. So if we think about if you have too much sugar circulating in your blood, and you, you would know that by getting a test called hemoglobin A1C, um, that tests how much sugar has been circulating in your blood. If the levels are too high, what ends up happening is that the sugar can make um, the blood vessels become harder um, and can make the blood a little bit more thick and viscous. <clears throat> so we don't want that. And over time, again, if you're in a pre-diabetic or diabetic stage, having too much sugar in the blood will really um, destroy your brain cells. So we want to be really smart about keeping the sugars low. Now, natural sugar from fruit is great for the body. And, you know, I don't like how fruits can be vilified because fruits are loaded with fiber and nutrients and enzymes, and we really need these sort of phytochemicals that are found in fruit. So when you think about sugar, think about taking out all the processed sugar, taking out the sodas and the candies and the cakes, um, and really thinking about keeping the clean sugars in, 
from the fruits and then adding loads of vegetables, the nutrient-dense vegetables um, that will also serve to keep the pH of your blood slightly alkaline. And when your, the pH of your blood is just that slightly alkaline, it helps to bring more nutrients into your cells. And I should have perhaps been more clear about saying processed sugar, but actually the way you described it really, I think, lets us understand what it is that's going to be so important and helpful in our bodies. Yes, we love fruits. I'm actually a big proponent of fruits. And, you know, I used to teach a weight loss group at our clinic. I taught it for six years straight. So I've helped hundreds of people lose weight. And what I like to teach in that group was I actually gave them a challenge because most people tend to eat the same 10 to 15 foods. And I, I challenge people for to take a look at the foods they eat, actually keep a food journal, and I'll guarantee you you're probably staying within the same little narrow range of foods. And most of them may be bad too, bad for you. But what I would challenge them to do was every day when they went to the grocery store, choose a different fruit or vegetable. Because I like people to really expand the micro and macronutrients that they get in their brain and body through natural foods. So taking the time to expand and your fruit and vegetable vocabulary. <laughs> and it can have extraordinary benefits to your brain health. This has been just such an incredible time. I know we could probably continue more conversation, but this is all the time that we have together. It's been such a gift, Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. I so appreciate your passion for your work and the fact that you want to share this knowledge with all of us. I am so grateful. Well, I'm so grateful to be here with you. Thank you so much. It's been such a delight talking with you. And you ask wonderful questions. <laughs> well, thank you. And you respond so well. So it's it's uh, very easy to continue doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope to have the opportunity to continue this again in the future.